massive worldwide chip shortage. Earnings being cut by up to $2 billion. We don't have these chips, we're in trouble. A global shortage of computer chips continues hampering the auto industry and creating vehicle shortages. The modern world runs on microchips. They drive our cars, run our smart homes, and allow us to communicate with one another at lightning speed. 2020 saw a two-sided squeeze on the global chip market as the pandemic accelerated already unprecedented demand for network connectivity and supply was restricted by trade wars, weather events and a worldwide slowdown. How can service providers maintain access to supply chains while not compromising on security and quality on their networks? This is episode one of The Critical Lowdown. So I'm joined by Alan Fagan, who heads up our sales team in North America. Alan, you had a chat to Kelly LeBlanc, CMO from Pika 8, who deliver open networking operating systems. Thanks, Kira. Yeah, I had a very interesting chat with um, Kelly. You know, in our business, we've seen uh, huge supply constraints uh, over the last couple of years. You know, there's been increased demand for network connectivity as more and more people are working from home and, you know, on Zoom calls and all that stuff. Uh, and then, you know, it's exacerbated then by the global chip shortage, which we're all aware of. So that creates a real challenge for service providers. They need to increase uh, their network availability, but they can't get the equipment to do it. Um, so in this podcast, we talk about alternatives, you know, alternatives to legacy network equipment. Uh, there are uh, alternatives out there ready to deploy right now, you know, software and hardware. But what we see in the market is that service providers have some, um, they have some concerns about making the shift. You know, we all know the old chestnut of, you know, no one ever got fired for buying IBM. You know, there's a comfort blanket in using the name that you're used to. But the challenge now is if you can't get your IBM for two years, what do you do? And in the podcast, we tackle head on the concerns that we, we've heard expressed by service providers that we deal with. And they have concerns around you know, simplicity of operation of the network, uh, around security and around support. And we do our best here to address those concerns and to answer those and to really let the service providers know that the solutions are there, they work, and those they need not have those concerns. Okay, Kelly, uh, could you introduce yourself to our listeners and just give us a little bit about your background? Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Kelly LeBlanc, and I am the Chief Marketing Officer for Pika 8. And I've been in the networking industry for several decades now. At Pika 8, I'm located at the headquarters in Palo Alto, California. I'm going to talk a little bit today about um, the solutions that Pika 8 offer. You know, we both work in the networking industry and involved in connectivity. And of course, there's never been a greater demand than we've seen in the last couple of years, you know, people working from home. And I think, you know, you and I are a prime example of that this morning. I'm sitting in Massachusetts, you're sitting in California and we're talking to each other on Zoom. And it feels much more natural now than it would have two years ago, it's something that we've all gotten used to. So in some ways, there's never been a better time to be in the networking industry. There's a massive demand but that creates its own challenges, right? And one of the things that we're seeing is uh, huge uh, lead times, extended lead times for product. I, I, you know, I hear from some of the people I talk to that Cisco are out as far as two years. 
Um, and obviously that's very, very challenging. Is this a challenge that you guys are saying? Oh, yes. In fact, a quick survey of the networking forums is showing that this problem is not getting any better. For example, last year, we saw that there were lead times of six months, which is causing customers to be worried. A quick survey last week showing this has increased beyond a year, now approaching two years. So for companies such as Pika 8, who provide software, it's a very interesting time to partner with EPS because it gives a joint solution through a disaggregated hardware and software model that can give more choice. Nobody should be waiting for their solutions and putting a halt on their network deployments, certainly when they have options. So really, it's our opportunity to educate the market that they have options. You don't have to wait. Why not try a disaggregated hardware software model? Yeah, I think I think that's a great point. I think that the, the fact that will, people are willing to try, it's one of the things that we're seeing as well, that when the supply chain is functional and everything is working great, people are happy to continue doing what they're doing. The current disruption, it is an opportunity for people to try out new things. And uh, I think, think we're definitely seeing that um, in, in the market. One of the things that we see as well, you know, from talking to customers or potential customers, they they like the simplification of the monolithic OEM solution that they're that they're using. And one of the fears that they have is by going down the open networking road that things are going to get complicated for them. What would you say to those customers or potential customers? Well, that's a great point, Alan, because we get this topic all of the time. And we address this head on. So Pika 8 provides a single point of support. And this support is 24 by 7. So this makes sure that the customers can get the same level of support that they get with the traditional legacy or OEM vendors through a software provider such as Pika 8. And then working with EPS to make sure that all of the any issues, um, any problems are diagnosed quickly. And we can get back to them so that they're off and running. And in terms of operating, in terms of um, it being simple to, to operate the system compared to others, could, could you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yes. It's another great point because we've put a lot of development and design effort into the operation over the last several years. So, for example, last fall, we introduced our AmpCon network controller bundle, which includes our automation platform packaged up with our software switches. So these are our Pico software switches. So with a single license, a customer receives our network automation platform with the software switches that can turn any white box hardware into an enterprise switch. So what does this mean? This means with the push of a button, you have full control of your network for things like deployment, things like configuration, zero touch provisioning, all with the push of a button. So doesn't get much simpler than that. And we've been putting a lot of effort into that over the last couple of years. And one other uh, issue that we see, again, of course our global customer base, it's a common um, concern is around security. And, you know, again, it's a, it's, it's a fear of the unknown, I guess. Um, and cybersecurity being such a, 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 a relevant topic these days, uh, what would you say to customers about, you know, who have concerns around security and, you know, with a move into open networking? Well, when you, when you talk to any enterprise CIO today, security is their top button, that and cost savings. So uh, in terms of security, we've taken a lot of effort to apply zero trust 
principles to the access layer. And this is really important because this is where the access point to the network resides. And this focus needed to evolve a lot over the last couple of years because not just having a large community working from home, but you also have contractors, of course, hybrid workers, and now a lot of IoT devices connecting to the access layer. So with this zero trust principle approach that we've taken, what we really do is provide strict identity-based policies to the access layer. Um, basically, we assume everyone or everything is compromised until it's not. And so we do take that at the entry point into the network. Thanks, Kelly. I think you really addressed you know, the major issues that we see uh, when we're talking to our customer base. Um, people want the, they enjoy the cost savings of open networking, but do have some concerns. And I think you've done a really good job in addressing really all the concerns that we see, you know, across the simplification, security and support. I think there's a tremendous solution available there. And I think if people are willing to give it a try, they'll be very happy with the, with the results. One of the things that we've been addressing a lot with our customers is doing more with less. And certainly during the last couple of years, it's not just been about a chip shortage or a hardware shortage. It's also been largely about a worker shortage and not just a worker shortage, but having the resources, the technical resources that are required to spin up a new site or keep a branch office going. So we put a lot of time into automating and simplifying our solutions so that for example, if you want to have a new switch turning up at a branch location through our automation, you don't have to send a technical expert to do that. You can have someone on site simply plug in the switch and we push the config. And this also includes security policies that go straight into the branch without having a technical resource or even a CCIE show up to make this happen. Yeah, that, that's great, Kelly. I mean, I think that's that's a huge advantage to you know the customer base that we see. They love that. People don't want to be sending technicians out. You know, reducing truck rolls is a big uh, goal for a lot of these customers and that ability to automate. And again, not to mention over the last couple of years, just the safety aspect of having people on site. It needs to be minimized. It don't want people going out there. So that automation piece is really key. And I think it's a, it's, it's a winner for PK8. And it's not just on the automation side, it's also through licensing. So with our new AmpCon Picos bundle, and with a single license, you take how many Pico software switches you want in your bundle, and you can apply them as needed. So if you change your hardware in one of your locations, you can automatically, through our automation, change it on the switch. So you don't, again, you don't need to send someone else out to change the license on the switch. We can automatically do that through a single license with our automation platform. Great, and it's, it's all about keeping it simple. Well, that's for sure. And that's certainly a trend that we're seeing in campus deployments right now with network sprawl. So with the rapid explosion of things like IoT devices, it really puts the burden on enterprises, and by enterprise, both the large enterprise and the mid-size enterprise to keep this under control. And we do this right now through a feature that we announced last year uh, for EVPN VXLAN, which virtualizes the entire campus infrastructure. So right now we've been virtualizing the network all the way from the access to the distribution to the core. 
And what this gives us is a really elegant solution whereby we can push policies straight down to the access layer, all in a virtualized environment, segment, segmenting the IoT devices to make sure that all of the security policies are in place and making sure that our customers can update their network in real time according to any new policy that they require. All right, Kelly, so I'm going to throw you a, a, what's always a really difficult question. We need you to look into your crystal ball and tell us what, what's coming at us in the next six to 12 months. Yes, well, we love this question because it, we see four different topics right now that we're putting our investment into according to the customer demand. So of course, the first is automation and that's we will continue, continue to make things more simple for our customers with push button automation. The second is security. So we will continue to increase the security integration at the access layer, really the entry point, not just for our workers, our staff, remote employees, contractors, but also for the IoT devices. The third is virtualization. So really expanding our, our solution set with our EVPN VX LAN fabric. And the fourth is analytics with telemetry. So uh, one of the things that our customers continue to ask for is more capabilities to monitor and analyze the network. And we have the best place to do that, starting with our software switches and then going into our automation with our Amcon controller. Great. Thanks, Kelly. Sounds like an exciting uh, six to 12 months ahead of us. Thank you. Thanks, Alan and Kelly, for chatting with us today. Kelly, I like your attitude towards security in that assume everything is compromised until it's not. It sounds like the safest bet to me. I hope we've put to rest some of the concerns people have with moving away from legacy equipment vendors and shown how open or disaggregated networking provides a viable route out of the squeeze on the global chip market. We've covered various technologies and terms on this podcast. To our listeners, don't forget that all of the information you heard today is available on our website at epsglobal.com forward slash podcast. Until next time.